Hale Varsity Radio every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hale Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hale Varsity Radio. All right, welcome back into the Nick Bob Podcast Bracket Preview. Looking at the West region of the NCAA tournament. I'm picking every single game in the West region. And the top four seeds in the West are as follows. Number one seed, the Kansas Jayhawks. The two seed, the UCLA Bruins. Mick Cronin led crew out of the Pac-12. Three seed, Gonzaga. And then the four seed are the Yukon Huskies out of the Big East. This is a loaded region. In my opinion, this is the most loaded and talented best region of the four. I can't believe how many good teams are in this region, which makes for some fascinating matchups, especially in the second and third rounds. Before I get to picking every single game, I, real quick, I do. I am one of those people that I do think Kansas got screwed by the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. I thought... Kansas should have been the one seed in the Midwest. And the reason that matters for people that don't know is the Midwest regional final, those games are in Kansas City, which would have been huge for Kansas. I, if you've listened to the other podcasts, I told you my freshman year at Kansas, we played in the first round in Kansas City, and it felt like a home game. I'll never forget running out of the tunnel at Kemper Arena and just being like, whoa, this is this. is we're not at home? This is like everybody in here is a KU fan. And I can tell you, a couple years back, man, this would have been maybe 2017, I, I think that sounds right, where I was at Kansas City was hosting the regional final. It was at the Sprint Center, and Kansas played in it. It was between Oregon and Kansas, in the regional final, and it was unbelievable, the atmosphere in there. It, they might as well have just gone to the Allen Fieldhouse. They, they might as well just said, should, should we just all head down the road and just go to Allen Fieldhouse? Like, it, it, that's how pro the KU crowd was. Oregon won that game, by the way. Shouts out to Dana Altman. But still, the point remains the same. But instead of getting sent to the Midwest in Kansas City regional final, the committee sent Houston to be the one seed in the, in the Midwest even though Kansas has 10 more Quadrant 1 wins. 10. I just I don't know if you're like, what are we doing? Kansas has 10 more Quadrant 1 wins. Kansas played a, a brutal schedule, tougher schedule than Houston did. Kansas won the Big 12, which was the best conference in the country. I just don't get it. Like I don't I don't understand it. And so not only not only did the committee not send Kansas to the Midwest region, they also gave KU a hell of an 8-9 matchup to deal with. Arkansas and Illinois are tough. Would you compare who Houston drew? Iowa, Auburn versus Arkansas, Illinois? I'm telling you right now, it's not even close to me which are the two which teams are better. I mean, in my opinion, when you look at all the other 8-9 matchups, you have Memphis, Florida Atlantic, West Virginia, Maryland, Iowa, Auburn, and then Arkansas, Illinois. It's not even freaking close which 8-9 group is by far the toughest. It's Illinois and Arkansas. 
Oh, and then the committee chair mentioned Bill Self's health situation as another reason why they sent Houston to the Midwest and Kansas to to the West. Really? Like, that seems really, I mean, like, I don't even know where to begin with. That seems not right. That seems unfair. But there you go. Sorry for the rant. Just had to uh, had to get that off my chest. So that Kansas got screwed. But let's get to the games. All right, one seed, KU, 16 seed, Howard. KU rolls, enough set. We got bigger fish to fry here. Let's move on to that vaunted 8-9 game. Arkansas, the 8 seed, 9 seed, Illinois, monster game. Both teams are really dangerous and really talented. Illinois has NCAA tournament experience with their two uh lead players in Terrence Shannon and Matthew Meyer. Terrence Shannon played at Texas Tech, played in five NCAA tournament games for the Red Raiders, then transferred to Illinois, and Matthew Meyer won a title at Baylor two years ago, and so he's played and has experience in the NCAA tournament. So that matters. But Arkansas is just supremely talented, man. They got two first-round draft picks on their team. Nick Smith and Anthony Black are two potential, not just first-round picks, but two potential lottery picks. And Nick Smith is the important one to to talk about here because he got hurt in mid-December. He missed two months of the season, but he is back now. And with him back, Arkansas feels like they're a team that's ready to get on a potential roll here. And I think Illinois' ball handling situation is a little concerning. Jaden Epps, the freshman, has been out with a concussion for Illinois. He's back, but he's a freshman They don't handle it great outside of him. Who knows how they're feeling or how he's feeling. Illinois is turnover prone. I did their game on Fox at Purdue on the last regular season game of the year, March 5th. And Purdue isn't a team that's super athletic and pressures you and turns you over. And yet Illinois turned the ball over. So you think about that and you think about how how Arkansas has the personnel to heat up Illinois and pressure the ball. I think ball handling is going to be the difference in this game. I think Arkansas scraps out a tough, big-time 8-9 game and beats Illinois to advance the second round. The Dick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And If you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. By Pella, won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Next game, 5-seed St. Mary's, 12-seed VCU. If you don't know who Aiden Mahaney is for St. Mary's, you're going to love this kid. Freshman, he is awesome. I love watching him play. But this is a bad matchup for St. Mary's. VCU is athletic, and they get after your ass, pressuring the ball and turning you over. I don't think St. Mary's guards and their starting five, I don't think they're athletic enough to deal with the pressure that VCU is going to throw at them. I think VCU 
is going to heat up the Gales. VCU ranks sixth in the country in defensive turnover percentage. They are tough on defense. Now, I do think the glass is interesting because St. Mary's is really good on the offensive glass, and VCU isn't great on the defensive glass. Sometimes pressure teams get out of rebounding position when they're flying around pressuring the ball, getting into passing lanes. So that is something to keep an eye on. I think if if St. Mary's wins the game, I think that's a big part of it. I think it's a whale of a game. I think it's a great 12-5 matchup. It's a tight game. I'm going to lean VCU in this one, toughing out a close one and knocking out St. Mary's. I got VCU getting to the second round. Next game, four seed UConn, 13 seed Iona. Wow, what a matchup. Danny Hurley, Rick Pitino. Oh, boy. couple of things. I do wonder about Rick Pitino and his focus right now and even around Iona and that team, there are tons of rumors about Patino and heading to St. John's, who just fired Mike Anderson, and it's been you know, no secret who St. John's is eyeing. Patino's been asked about it over the last couple of days, and he's not really shooting it down, which is like, hmm, hmm. So there is that distraction, potential distraction. But the reality is Rick Patino is an all-time great coach. And Iona is legit. It's a tough matchup for UConn. Iona presses and pressures and get after and gets after you. They'll play small with four guards. They're pretty darn good on defense. And that's a problem because UConn, they don't really have a true great point guard. Tristan Newton is good, but he's not great. And he's shown that he can get heated up. So I think that is a factor. But the difference over the course of the game will be the in- interior game for UConn. Adama Sanogo, Donovan Klingon at seven foot two as the backup will be too much for Iona. Those two bigs are going to score. They're going to draw fouls. They're going to dominate the glass. And as long as UConn doesn't have a turnover fest, I think UConn will be fine. I think it's a close game, but I got UConn winning. All right, play-in game in this region. 11 seed, Arizona State, Nevada. True kind of coin flip game for me. I'm going to lean Arizona State. I've seen them in person, and that's probably clouding my judgment a little bit, but I've seen them in person, and I thought they were pretty good. The, those guards, are they're tough, they're older, they're experienced. You got the Cambridge brothers, Devin and Desmond. You got DJ Horn, and you got Frankie Collins. Those are four talented dudes who can really make things happen. I think they have the edge in the backcourt, and that's going to be the difference in the game. So I'm going to take Arizona State to beat Nevada. Side note, side note. Arizona State has two Nevada transfers on their team, Desmond Cambridge and Warren Washington. They're playing Nevada. And the committee says they don't do storylines. Okay, sure you don't. Eh, Sure you don't. Just happens to fall that way. I'll move on. All right. Six seed TCU taking on the 11 seed that just won the play-in game, Arizona State. Kind of a bizarre story going on with TCU. Eddie Lampkin, big man for TCU, has started 19 games for the Horned Frogs this year, announced he's entering the transfer portal and has left the team before the Big 12 Conference Tournament. So I have to assume he's out for the for the NCAA tournament, and he's alleged coach abuse and some other drama-filled stuff, which obviously creates a distraction and a tangible void inside. TCU is a really good rebounding team, really good on the glass, and he's the second leading rebounder on the team, and Lampkin is the leading offensive rebounder 
on the team. If you've watched TCU play, Lampkin is huge. He's a big body. He's physical. And while he's not TCU's best player, that's Mike Miles, you could argue he's one of their most important players. And TCU, they've lost seven of their last 11 games heading in the NCAA tournament. So, I don't know. I like this team a lot. I was impressed with them, especially last year in the NCAA tournament, and they returned pretty much everybody. But I'm just concerned with how they've been been playing and, and now losing Lampkin. I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about it. I think TCU's better. But I'm going to pick Arizona State in the upset. I think Arizona State's got the talent to do it. So I'll go with the seeding upset, and I'll say in one of the trends we've seen over the years that a team out of that play-in game gets to that, you know, comes in and wins at least their first-round game. I'll have Arizona State beating TCU and moving on. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is, what's popping? Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly... One to get it popping. Great for a snack. Great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. Next game to talk about. Three-seed Gonzaga, 14-seed Grand Canyon. Gonzaga is rolling right now. They won nine in a row. They played great in the West Coast Conference Tournament. They're the number one offense in the country. They roll and win. Fascinating 7-10 matchup here. Seven-seed Northwestern, 10-seed Boise State. Another great game. Boise State is great on defense, which makes it fun because Northwestern is, is – a team that's got two really experienced guards in Boo Booey and Chase Adige. Booey and Adige are seniors. Booey can really score. Adige can really defend. He's the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Also, what makes this game interesting is Northwestern traps the post every single time, making it tough on teams. So anytime that ball gets in the post, a trap is coming, and they rotate and scramble out of it, and they force turnovers in that regard and make teams uncomfortable. But Boise can guard, like really guard. 14th-ranked defense, according to Ken Palm in the country. They're going to give Northwestern issues. I think it's a low-scoring, one-possession game late, and in that spot, I'll side with the team that has two senior guards in Boo Booey and Chase Adige. I think Booey makes enough plays one-on-one late in the game to win it. I think it's a true coin flip. Wouldn't be surprised to see Boise win it at all, but I'll take Northwestern in a close one. Two-seed UCLA, 15-seed UNC Asheville. I got UCLA rolling in this one. Bruins march on into the second round. So let's get to the second round. Back to the top of the bracket. One-seed Kansas, eight-seed Arkansas. I mean, damn, what a game. This feels like what like an Elite Eight Final Four type game, in my opinion, because Arkansas has the personnel athletically to match up with Kansas. 
but I got to side with the Jayhawks here. Championship pedigree is going to shine through. There'll be a pro KU crowd in Des Moines, which is where their first and second round games are being played. Jalen Wilson and Dewan Harris, two dudes that got rings. Starters on last year's national championship winning team. That matters. Those guys lead the way. They got two other pretty good players in the backcourt with them and Grady Dick and Kevin McCuller. Kevin McCuller's back dealing with some back spasms, different stuff is a little bit of a concern. He didn't play in the Big 12 title game, but I think they were just being careful with him. They need a full-strength McCuller. And I will say, Bill Self's status is something certainly to monitor. He had heart stints, uh, stints in his heart last week after going to the emergency room. Uh, scary deal, really scary deal. Uh, so that's certainly something to, man- to, to keep an eye on. But this is going to be a great game. I think Arkansas is ridiculously talented. But I got Kansas and that championship pedigree and Wilson and Harris leading the way. I got KU winning. Going to the Sweet 16. All right, four seed UConn, 12 seed VCU. Another kind of rated R game here. Boy, this is going to be a tough one. Another pressure team for UConn to deal with. Very similar to Iona in that regard. VCU gets after you. They're excellent at forcing turnovers. I told you six in the country in turnover percentage. So Tristan Tristan Newton has to be at his best in this game. But I've always felt... Like, at times, great a great pressure release is throwing the ball inside. Just think about it. Picture it. You're, you're watching a basketball game. If, the, if someone's pressuring the ball and they're denying the wings and they're really pressed out, what is open? The paint and the post player. If you can handle the pressure, get guys off you, be strong, and throw it inside. So... That's where I think UConn can win this game, in the paint, in the post. Throwing the ball in the Sunogo, throwing the ball in the Klingon. Again, very similar game and matchup to Iona for UConn. Handle the ball, pound the opposition on the glass, and pound the ball inside to Sunogo and Klingon. The size and paint work from the Huskies will be the difference in this game. VCU will give them a hell of a fight, but I got UConn winning and going to the Sweet 16. Next, Game to talk about. Three-seed Arizona, or excuse me, three-seed Gonzaga, 11-seed Arizona State. Arizona State's a team that wants to play fast. Gonzaga, really good in that sort of a game. I think Drew Timmy has a big day. I don't think Arizona State's got an answer for Timmy in the post or on the glass. Arizona State, they're another team that'll kind of fly around and get out of position, and sometimes you leave yourself vulnerable to get pounded on the offensive glass. They're not a very good defensive rebounding team. Arizona State, 313th in the country in offensive rebound percentage given up. I think Gonzaga and Timmy get second chance points in this one. As long as the guards for Gonzaga handle the pressure from Arizona State and the guards for Gonzaga guard the ball okay, why Franken Collins and DJ Horn and Cambridge and those guys attack off the bounce, I think Gonzaga will be fine. It's a talented Arizona State team that'll give Gonzaga a scare, but Gonzaga, Drew Timmy has a big game, and Drew Timmy ain't getting sent home in the first weekend. Come on. I got Gonzaga moving on. Two-seed UCLA, seven-seed Northwestern. You know, UCLA, they were going to be a Final Four pick for me, but the Jalen Clark injury, starter and best defender, he's a Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, is a killer. You got Adam Bonas, and his status is a little bit up in the air. Heading into the NCAA term of UCLA, he was a freshman of the year. He's really good. So the injury bug has sunk its teeth in to the Bruins, which hurts. But UCLA still has Jaime Jaquez and Tiger Campbell, two guys that that played in the Final Four game against Gonzaga a couple of years ago. You remember that incredible game? So those guys have experience. And that defense, 
for the Bruins still ranks number one at Ken Palm. And while you lose your most important cog in Clark, it's still a pretty dang good, a pretty dang good defense. What will be interesting is, like I told you a little bit ago, Northwestern traps the post every time. UCLA doesn't throw the ball into the post a ton per se, but Hawkes kind of backs guys down into the mid post. So I wonder, and I think they will, does Northwestern trap the, the back down mid post? I think they should. I think they will. And I think that's an interesting wrinkle to keep an eye on. How does Hawkes handle doubles and can UCLA space the floor, handle it, make, make plays out of the double? Just something interesting to watch for. I still think the best two players on the floor are going to be Tiger Campbell and Jaime Hawkes. I'm going to take UCLA to beat Northwestern and get to the Sweet 16. All right, Sweet 16, back to the top of the bracket. Number one seed, Kansas. Number four seed, UConn. Wow, what a really good game. And it is going to be a fascinating one because one of my biggest concerns all year for KU was Kansas and the fact that they are playing small ball with K.J. Adams at the five and they don't have a pure five-man with size at that center position, which is something that Kansas and Bill Self has usually always been. But they've been playing small all year with K.J. Adams at the five, and K.J. Adams isn't one of those small ball fives that pick and pops and shoots. He can't shoot, but he's really athletic, and he plays his heart out. But playing small ball could be hard to do against UConn and Adama Sonogo and Donovan Klingon. Sonogo's a load and Klingon is huge. Klingon's like a, a, a mini budding Zach Eady. Like he's got that kind of future potentially. So if UConn wins, it's because of that spot. And that's a problem for KU. Now, KU does have two options to play true five-man, but they're both freshmen. Ernest Uday and Zubi Ejafor. Kansas has played Uday more than Ejafor. So Uday might have to be ready to get thrown into this game to battle just because of his size and, and the matchup. But what's hard is, and this might be the whole, like, are you thinking with your heart or are you thinking with your head? I think all the signs in this matchup point to UConn winning the game. I think it's a bad matchup for Kansas. Size inside are going to be an issue. Actually, Andre Jackson can kind of match up with Jalen Wilson. Like, it's not a good matchup. But I'm going to pick KU. And the reason why is Bill Self, that winning pedigree, and then lastly, the point guard spot. Dewan Harris is a winner. He's a winner. He'll find a way to outplay Tristan Newton and impact the game and get it done. I'm going to pick Kansas, but I will tell you this, it wouldn't shock me at all to see UConn win this game because I think it's a really challenging matchup for Bill Self and the Jayhawks. But I'll go with KU over UConn and get into the Elite Eight. Next game, UCLA, two-seed, three-seed, Gonzaga. Wow, UCLA-Gonzaga in Vegas, that'll be, that'll be pretty damn good. If UCLA had a healthy Jalen Clark, I'd feel real good about picking UCLA. But without him, they aren't quite the number one defense in the country. We talked about it. But here's where I'm at with it. I just don't love Gonzaga's guards. I don't think they're great. I think they're solid. I don't think they're great. They don't have Jalen Suggs. 
They don't have Joel Ayayi. They don't have Corey Kispert. I love Timmy. I love Julian Strother. But I think the guard shortcomings end up biting him. Because even with the injuries, and it's a big concern to hop on UCLA and ride him to the Elite Eight here, given the injury situation. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on the Tiger Campbell, Jaime Hawkes, Mick Cronin train, and I'm gonna ride with UCLA over Gonzaga. I think Hawkes and Tiger Campbell, that combo leads the way. I think UCLA finds a way to scrap out a win. I'm gonna take UCLA over Gonzaga, and I got the Bruins going to the Elite Eight. Elite Eight, regional final. Number one seed, KU. Number two seed, UCLA. Hell of a game. Two blue bloods. Both teams, we've talked about it. Both teams have shortcomings. UCLA because of injuries. Kansas because of their kind of their lack of size, not playing a pure five-man. Now, sometimes that can be an advantage, but it's 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 an interesting thing to keep an eye on. So they, they're far from perfect teams. KJ at the small ball five. He's not a three-point shooter, but he's developed in a really good playmaker out of the short roll. He's kind of a Draymond Green type of dude. He can switch and guard guards on the other end. UCLA, they lose Clark. He was a Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. But this is where I think the injury catches up to UCLA. KU's four guards are tough, man. Jalen Wilson, Dewan Harris, Grady Dick, who's a McDonald's All-American first-round pick, can shoot the crap out of it, and then Kevin McCullough. Texas Tech transfer. Those are good. Those are four good players right there. Kevin McCullough, assuming he's okay, which I think he is. I think he can guard Jaime Jaquez. I think he can match up pretty well with him. And then I think Dewan Harris can guard Tiger Campbell. Now, the matchup would have been Jalen Clark on Jalen Wilson, but they don't have Clark, so they don't have a matchup for Wilson. So I think a guy who is a first-team All-American in Jalen Wilson has a big game. Harris neutralizes Campbell. McCullough is able to neutralize Jaime Jaquez. I think it's a close game, but I think Jalen Wilson is the difference in this one, and I'll take Bill Self and the Jayhawks over UCLA in the Elite Eight, and I got Kansas winning the West region and going back to the Final Four. A Heard at Sports Network production. Hail Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio.